Welcome to the pre-match of footballing podcast to live your to your ears every weekend of the footballing season. As I hesitated there because footballing season it isn't at the moment, but we're still here living all the news, talking about all the news because it is transfer season. I am Graham Bailey, football journalist. I, and you can get in touch with me at Graham Bailey on Twitter. You can get in touch with Craig Honeyman, league football agent at Craig underscore Honeyman. I do get that right every week, even though I'm not meant to. How are you doing, Craig? Yeah, really good, mate. Thank you. Being a busy week in the office. Uh, was that, was that because you were at the premiere for the new Minions movie, being as you are, Graham? Uh, I actually uh, am suing uh, Universal Studios for using my likeness as Mr. Gru, um, and they've politely sent me some mini- Minions uh, memorabilia for my children. Please log on and see Craig's picture. It is a fun one. But yeah, good-looking chap, as is Craig, Mr. Gru is. Um, so, Craig, yeah, footballing season isn't quite here yet. We are amazingly only a month away from the start of the football league season, quite frightening. End of July is because of the World Cup. A lot of things that... Um, Boxed in now, um, trying to do a lot of things in a small space of time. The transfer window yeah. is open until September, Craig. So we're going to have a good six to eight weeks that football in season yeah. before the window shuts. So it's going to be pretty fascinating. Yeah. I don't think clubs will complain too much because they know it's due to the World Cup, etc. That we're starting a few weeks early. The Premier League starts a week after the football, the football league, so only a week to the Premier League season, really, as well, Craig. So it's been a busy. Busy summer already, Craig. And we thought we'd do a bit of a Brazilian special today. Loads of Brazilians in the news. We'll talk about lots of other things as well um, another time. But yeah, the one deal that's gone through, Craig, um, that we've seen um, this morning as we record, Richarlison has signed for Tottenham in a deal worth £60 million, Craig. It's an interesting one, this, Craig. I, I like Richarlison a lot. I think this deal gives Spurs depth. I think that front four... Of we know Kane's on a world class. Kulosevsky is good. I think he played well last season. Is he a top four player? Maybe not quite yet. But then when you I think when you add Richarlison to that, having four up there, you can cope with some injuries, Craig. What are your thoughts on Richarlison? Great. He's, he's coming into his prime, uh, Richarlison. So obviously he, he arrived in England and, and played for Watford. I thought he was very, very good at Watford, their best player. Uh, and let's not forget that Everton shelled out £40 million for him when he when he went there. Um, and I think he's been excellent for Everton. I think he's been he's played a number of positions. He's played wide left, wide right, through the middle as a, as a number 10 on occasion. Uh, played more through the middle last season with Calvert-Lewin. Uh, being being injured and in a struggling side we saw some real flashes of of brilliance uh, from Richarlison at 25 years of age 60 million for a current Brazilian international don't think that's bad value um, I, I think, think they... it gives them that they've always searched from the Craig for this Harry Kane backup right and they've always signed the 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 not so good striker to try and back him up do you think this offers them that really outstanding option where if Kane isn't fit Richarlison as you say can play down the middle but he can because he can play the other side he's not going to be sat on the bench waiting for Kane to get injured like previous this could be the perfect solution for them couldn't it yeah I think it gives them just more I think that you you hit the nail on the head Graham by saying depth it gives them real genuine depth in those attacking positions the object for Antonio Conte is to close the gap on the three above him namely Chelsea Man City and Liverpool isn't it and this does it's not a massive ploy but it does help them doesn't it yeah I think without Grim I honestly believe that Richarlison will be a real 
Um, when we, we talk about this, don't we? Is he a good signing? Is he a bad signing? We should judge him at the end of the season. Is he a good mm-hmm. player? Yes. Is he going to a, a big club? Yes. Is he going to work with a, a world-class elite manager? Yes. So all of those things should indicate that that Richardson's going to be a success for, for, for Tottenham Hotspur. Where he plays, he'll, he'll probably start wide. Won't his son will play from the left. I imagine he'll play from, from the right. Kane will play down the middle. And should Kane get injured, then they've got the, the luxury of choosing either Son or Richarlison to play down the middle. Um, it's also a thing for Richarlison where he knows he has to play well, otherwise he's not getting in the same. Which is also which got has, the which, which, which hasn't had uh, Watford never and he was a, he was going to get a start anyway, but now he's at a this a better team. He needs to it'll hopefully bring more out of him, you know. I, I, I don't think he's ever had that problem, to be honest. Um, I, I think he's a top player. I think he's a really, really good player. Um, you know, and surrounding with, let, let's be honest, he's going to be surrounded with more quality at Tottenham than he's had at uh, at Everton. And I think he could really shine this season. I think I think Son was was Spurs' best player last season. Um, it's World Cup year, so Kane will want to go to that World Cup firing. Richarlison will want to be starting for. For Brazil, um, and you know, there's there's been there's been arguments over in Brazil that um, you know should is he is he deserving of a place? Some arguments saying he deserves a place ahead of uh, Vinicius, which is really interesting. Um, obviously, with with Gabriel going to uh, to Arsenal as well, it, it's going to be really interesting the competition for places in that Brazilian national team. Who oh, I'm going to tip to have a fantastic World Cup grim. Yeah, we'll say I, th- I think they, they, we'll we'll talk about. It. I think I think they uh, do struggle at the back slightly, but we'll uh, we'll come on to pre World Cup chat. But with with in terms of, of Spurs, Craig, this is uh, um, a third major signing. Obviously, Basuma's come in, Perisic has come in. They're hoping to complete another two deals after Richarlison this weekend. We understand Jed Spence, the Middlesbrough uh, wing back, who enjoyed long at Forest, and also Clement Lingler. From from Barcelona, the left side at centre half is due to come in on loan. If as expected, those two complete by Monday, Craig. Um, pretty good window so far for Tottenham. Yeah, I think they've, they've added lots of quality. Um, and I, just just like I said earlier, Graham, we, we can't really judge a window. Um, we we mm. gave grades last year, didn't we? And how we thought they'd done. And we can look at the quality coming in, but how the players play, we should really judge at the end of the season. But I think in terms of the quality. What they're bringing in is players of a of a superior quality to to what they have. Uh, Basuma was was arguably Brighton's best player last year. He's come in. Uh, we expect him to take a position in midfield. Uh, Perisic has got undoubted quality. We expect him to play left wing back. Um, obviously, Richarlison coming in. We expect him to play in that front three. They're all upgrades on on what they already have. It's Antonio Conte team now, Craig, isn't it? Yep. We've seen Rom- Romero came in last year. Bentacor, both hugely impressive. Yeah. Um, Spence, they will hope probably start at right back. Perisic, it's it's Conte's team now, isn't it? Yeah. And do you think do you think they need anything else, Craig? Um, Lenglet coming in. Um, we saw that Ben Davis played really well to the back end of last year. So obviously he'll be competing with him. I don't see him as a huge upgrade on Davis, if I'm being honest. But then again, I think, I say, I think Davis played really well, as did Eric Dyer, by the way. I think Eric Dyer had a wonderful end to the season. Do, do you think they need, um, do you think they're okay at centre half with Lenglet coming in? Yeah, I thought, I, I thought um, maybe a little bit controversial this. I, I, 
I thought Eric Dyer played really well for Antonio Conte. Uh, so, yeah, I thought he was outstanding next to it. And Romero, we know, was great. But I thought yeah. Eric Dyer showed up really very well. Me, me, I, I, I thought I thought Romero was was top draw. I thought under under Antonio Conte in that back three, Eric Dyer. For me, for me, Graham had his best period in the Premier League. I thought he was he was excellent, and I think he's been unlucky to have been overlooked for for a recall for England. But that's just my for playing with a back three, and he plays in a back three week in oh, week very, out. Very much so. I think you know again, it's sort of just uh, and I'm surprised by Gareth actually. I thought you know he's loyal, he's player, but I, if he starts the season well, I probably expect him to come. Oh, me too, Graham. Graham, I, I, Tyrone, I, I don't. I'm not sure Tyrone Mings is a guaranteed starter at Villa, so a lot no, of not. as well. No, I listen, and I, I think Dyer offers you more than Mings, much more. He's just a, you know, oh, yeah. where, where Dyer's, Dyer's right footed and Mings gives you some balance on the left. I think that's the only and advantage when, you where, have. And when you go to the World Cup, if you get lots of injuries, Dyer can play midfield. It is a, and he can play left back. It's a con, massive consideration for these um, for these squads, for the competition, doesn't it? Yeah, that's not But just, just back back to your point on Spurs, Graham. I, I think they're just upgrading all over the pitch. They've, they've upgraded in the manager. They've got a, he, he is a winner. Antonio Conte and we know from his history Graham he don't stick around for long so this may be his last season at Spurs um, maybe one more maximum uh, and he'll be looking to add something to the trophy cabinet and I I think I think that Spurs could win something next season be it an FA Cup a League Cup uh, I think they'll do well in the Champions League and I also think they'll continue to push in the Premier League too Oh, they'll, they'll definitely need to having spent the money they have, but they are backing Antonio Conte, that's for sure. In terms of Everton, Craig, obviously they're losing with Charleston. Harry Winks is a player who may go the other way. They are looking at him. Stephen Bergwijn as well, but I think he's probably going to end up at Ajax rather than Everton, as yeah. it seems. Um, this is the deal. Everton knew this was coming, don't they? How important is it that they keep all the Calvert-Lewin, or do you think they just let Frank start again um, completely? It's... Um, they obviously knew this was coming, didn't they? Everton, Grim, Everton have got to balance the books, mm. right? And and there's a massive issue at Everton, and the, the elephant in the room is Usmanov, um, who, as we know, his his money um, and his sponsorship activities of, of of Everton are worth millions and millions and millions of pounds. The we spoke about it before that first refusal on the naming rights for the stadium, the the, the training ground naming rights, etc. Um, this is a huge uh, black hole of, of money that needs to be filled. And that's only going to be filled by selling players because Everton have got issues with financial fair play, whereby they, they need to sell assets. So I think... Do, do, do you want to see them, Craig, going for... We linked that for like, some, like a Jesse Lingard, Harry Winks, established Premier League players. Or would you rather see... I did a story yesterday. They are looking at um, a boy, El Bilal Touré from Stad Reem, who's a young 20-year-old up and coming. Which way do you think that they should go and which way do you think they will go? Do you think they should go for these established Premier League players who don't improve them massively, but they will get performances? Or do you think Frank should be given these younger type players who he dealt with at Derby so well? And Chelsea, actually. I think they've got to go for a mixture of both, Graham. I, okay. I, think, I think Jesse Lingard would massively improve Everton. Um, I think he'd bring a, a genuine goal threat from midfield. You think he'd be uh, West Ham bound, or wouldn't we, Craig? I, I, I do. I do him. so. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I yeah. do so. Um, Harry Winks has got experience. I'm not. Uh, I like Harry. I like Harry Winks. I do, Craig. I think he's been a bit unfortunate. He's got lost in lost in the fog a little bit. Um, it's a strange one. Isn't it? I do feel for him a bit. Mate, he, he's he's twenty. He's twenty six, twenty seven year old Harry Winks now. 
And in my opinion, he's always been a peripheral player at, at Tottenham. He's never been a, a nailed on. He, he got, I was about he, double, double figures England caps, Craig. Yeah, listen, he, he, got, he got 10 caps for, for England, which really surprised me. Um, but mate, listen, some, sometimes I, I, I look at midfield players and I'm, I'm a bit polarised with my, with my view at times. I, you know, I think either you're a, you're a, you're a goal-scoring midfield player, which I think you, everyone knows what they do. You're a box-to-box energetic midfield player. I think everyone knows what they do. Um, you're a holding player who protects the back, back four. Everyone knows what they do. I don't think Winks fits any any of those um, any of those categories. Is, is it, well, yeah. I would add, couldn't, couldn't you ever thought as a as a quarterback and he might fit into that category? Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, th- I think you're right, and I think that that's where that's where the young players doesn't he for for, for Barcelona? Yeah, like a well. bit, a bit, a bit like the Perlo, which he invented. He sort of almost invented it in modern day wise. Yeah, like a, a deep a deep lying playmaker. Um, mm. But but to play to, to play that system, mate, you, you have genuinely got to have runners from midfield and quality up front. Otherwise it just doesn't work because if you're playing the passes and, and, and no one's getting onto them, you're you almost become a passenger in the game. Yeah. So yeah, Everton will come back to, I think there's going to be a lot more attention in around Everton. And part of that deal, I suppose wanted Anthony Gordon as well, Craig, but obviously right. Evan said no to that, but I think they may come, come back for him at some point. Moving on Brazilians, let's touch on now. We'll touch quickly on Gabriel Jesus. He's set to be confirmed, Craig. We've done a bit on him already. Excellent deal for Arsenal. I yeah. think it's an excellent deal in terms of them getting a player of this stature. I said, I'm, I'm not so sure he's the man to fired in the goals but I think as a club it's, it's a morale boost in signing getting a player of his calibre Graham he's got a better he's got a better goal scoring average in the Premier League uh, in terms of his starts rather than his subs so when he starts a game he's, he's got he gets one in two which really surprised me um, and then overall he's one in three which suggests that he has got goals in him um, is his well, record, think, but, but you know, he's, I think a part of that though, he's playing for Man City, Craig. Yeah, of course, he's got, he's also got pedigree for Brazil as well. Oh, he's a, he's a, he's a very good player. I just think he's um better on that, but we know we know that's not going to play him down the middle. Well, likely to anyway, given their transfer activity at the moment, but um, still a good sign, though, no matter where he plays or what, do he's still a quality sign, isn't he? Yeah, isn't he? He, he, he really is. Um, he really is. Um, so he and he'll be presenting today, Craig, with those clips of him doing his um, presentation video, which I'm sure takes up a lot of time. I think Paul Pogba's doing his for you at the minute. These players spend, spend quite a bit of time doing his videos. Uh, one man who isn't doing a signing video yet, but he will be at some point in the summer. We just don't know with which club Rafinha took an interesting yeah. took an interesting turn this week, Craig. We know that Arsenal were in for him in talks with Leeds. They made a bid wasn't up to scratch. We've known also all along, all through since since January, that Rafinha's wanted to move to Barcelona and his agent yeah. Deco has been pushing for that. But then um, a curveball came when Chelsea came in and agreed terms with Leeds. Um, a £60 million deal, deal with add-ons, similar to Richarlison, and, and they've offered him terms as well. Rafinha has not accepted these terms yet on offer from Chelsea. They've asked for more time. More time, it seems, to talk with Barcelona, who on Thursday evening, Craig, and I did the story on this on 90 Min, um, Barcelona opened talks with Leeds again. There's a verbal offer which wasn't meeting Leeds, Chelsea's offer because Leeds at the moment, they have their valuation of the player. They've accepted Leeds, Chelsea's bid. That's their valuation of the player. Barcelona can't get to that at the moment given their situation, Craig. Arsenal, we don't know if they're coming back for him at the moment, Craig. They haven't yet. 
Rafinha, so Craig, we know he wants to go to Barcelona. How long did Chelsea wait for him, Craig, do you think? Are Arsenal out of this? What's your no. reading of the situation as it stands? Okay, my, my, my reading of the situation is as follows. The player will go to Barcelona. And uh, I, I, I tell you why, Graham. That's the, the player's a Barcelona fan, first and foremost. Uh, his agent, Deco, played for Barcelona and has massive links with a, the Catalan Giants. And I don't know if you saw what happened last night with Barcelona, Graham. Um, we know they've been in talks with various uh, private equity um, companies about investment. Um, well, last night, they actually sold 10% of their TV rights for the next 25 years to Sixth Street, um, a private equity company. So now what that allows them to do, I think they'll probably receive immediately, Graham, for that around £200 million pounds, um, in in cash up front as part of that deal, which allows them to register the players that have not re- yet registered with the uh, with La Liga, with the Spanish Federation. I'm not, I read some reports, not, I'm, I just think that covers their, it wipes the feet. I'm not sure it still allows them to register these players. No, I, th- I think it will, Grim, because of the way the cash flow works, right? So I, I, I believe that they will come with a renewed offer for Rafinha and he will move to Barcelona. Now, for me, that's a huge loss to the Premier League. He, he was... Was he Leeds' best player last year, Graham? I, I would think he was, wasn't he? Uh, in a he was, in, in not he, such a great he, season. He probably was. He was fits and starts. I must admit, I saw Leeds quite a lot towards in the season. I wasn't massively won over by him, Craig. I thought he was... But then again, he was in a struggling team. It's always difficult for any player in, in some of these teams. So, no, he did his job. They stayed up. I haven't thought of him as a Barcelona player. When I've seen him play, I haven't thought of him as a Barcelona player. But, hey, he has all the ability I in the world, Craig, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I think he is, his ability is, is frightening. I think he's he's got... I, I could see him playing for any team. I could see him play for Bayern Munich. I could see him play for City. I could see him play for anyone. Look, it, it, I'll, I'll go back to it time and time again, Graham. When I look at the English players and the English market and, and some of the values on players, so... Is Rafinha better than Jack Grealish? In my opinion, yes, he is. He scores more goals. He creates more chances. Um, he gets more assists. And he plays in a comparable position. Yeah, it's one of them. It's one of them horses for courses sometimes, isn't it? And uh, Rafinha, yeah, I th- I've been... So even, you know, he's... He's made it clear, hasn't he? Deco, even after Chelsea's offer, Deco flew to Catalonia on on Wednesday, it was, um, to talk with the Barcelona board. However, however, which way you look at it, yeah, he wants to move there. I think this is more of a... But Chelsea aren't going to get him, I don't think, Greg. I think they still have them belly. I would prefer... I would, Grim, I would prefer him. I, the sitting here as a as a football fan, I never want to see good players leave the Premier League. So I, 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 I commented last week, I was really disappointed to see Mane leave the Premier League. I would be equally... Not equally, sorry. I, I would be deeply disappointed to see a player of... Rafinha's quality, who's going to enter his prime, leave the Premier League. Uh, I would much rather see him stay here and blossom in, in our football, in our league. Because um, I think if he goes to Spain, he, he will become a star player. I think he will, yeah, but I don't think he's anywhere near Man level just yet. But 
Um, yeah, we think that one will happen in Doctor Craig. And Leeds are getting their wish, Craig. We reported a few, I reported a few weeks ago that Leeds wanted over 100 million for Rafinha and Calvin Phillips. And Calvin Phillips will complete his 45 million pound move to Manchester City this weekend. So I think I think Barcelona will get to 60 for Rafinha. So they are getting their 100 million for those two players, which is not bad business for Leeds, Craig. You know, obviously Leeds fans will be gutted to losing these two players, but it was always going to come to pass. But I think they're getting just about the market value for them. Maybe a little low on Calvin, little maybe. I don't think so, Graham. I, I think I think you know, players come through their system, uh, fair fair yeah. play to to their academy staff for identifying him, um, him initially developing him. Um, they've got real a real strong academy at Leeds. Uh, they recruit from all over the country, uh, but they do focus on that local talent too. Um, and you've got to think about it, Graham. That that funds their academy for twenty years. That's that's the way I'd look at it. Um, and it makes it all all worthwhile. It's the whole point of we've this could be the whole point of the academy system is bringing players through, put them in your first team, selling them on for profit, reinvesting that money. Um, and and look, I think they've got they've got the going rate for him. Um, Rafinha as an attacking player will will have um, a, a higher a higher value and a higher ceiling in terms of the the, the finances that are made available to sign someone of his quality. Um, yeah, I think I think they've done well to get that money in. It'll be interesting to see how they, they reinvest that, Graham. Yeah, Leeds have obviously signed um, Aronson, the San Rose Music, yeah. on the right, the San Rocker. They are in for, um, we think, uh, Kamara and Adams, the two players from the Red Bull organisation, one at Leipzig, one at Salzburg, who may be potential Phillips replacements. They're up, they are in for Charles de Catale as well, the Belgian um, forward, who is an outstanding talent, but I'm told that Leicester City are more likely to get him, Craig, which isn't a surprise. You know, Leeds and Leicester are similar, but I think Leicester can just offer him a little bit more. And Leicester have got a real um, affinity with Belgian players, haven't they? They've got a real core of Belgian players who are in there. So they've obviously yeah. got very, very well placed in the Belgian market, Leicester, which you can never obviously, once you have a, a good representative over there, it can make deals a bit easier, can't it? But we'll see how yeah. that one plays out, Craig. On to another Brazilian in our talk, Craig. Um, Briefly, Anthony, um, yeah, the the Ajax winger. Um, we know now it's been confirmed. Well, we, I've done a part of it. Anthony is is wanting to leave Ajax. Craig, he's pushing for this move to Manchester United. We've yeah. seen a few other contacts, but it's actually surprising. There's um, doesn't doesn't seem to be any other interest. But I think Anthony knows what he wants in Ten Hag. Knows he can go there and play at Manchester United. It's a big club. Um. This again, United are also talking to Ajax about Lissandro Martinez, Craig. The home to get De Jong and Machalia done this weekend, the two Dutch um, Dutch players. But Lissandro Martinez from Ajax and Anthony, which will probably come to about 120 for Manchester United. So they're really back in Ten Hag at the minute, Craig. And Anthony, I know, is a player we both love. Yeah. Um, I know you obviously, obviously you mop up with tears about Rafinha, but, but hey, you can be cheered up by Anthony probably coming in, Craig. I agree. If if Anthony does come in, I will be absolutely over the moon. Who, who I must admit, Craig, sorry, going back to that Rafinha conversation, I don't know why, I can't put my finger on it, but Anthony excites me more than Rafinha. I agree. I, I, yeah, I, I tell you why. For, for me, Anthony is a throwback Brazilian, Graham. We, we, we've had a period, I, I read um, a really interesting article with Kaka a few years back, Graham, where he was basically saying that Brazilians have become more like Europeans. Uh, tactically aware, um, more physical, um, astute players, rather than having the 
the flair from the, the the beach that we used to love, like a, a Ronaldinho. I think Anthony is the nearest thing I've seen to Ronaldinho in terms of flair. I'm not saying he's at that level, not at all, but he's got amazing flair, trickery, creativity, the way he glides past players, the way he likes to show ball. I love it, Grim. I, I, I for me, he, he, he right now, he is my favourite Brazilian player, um, and I think he could achieve the levels that we all expected Neymar to get to and possibly hasn't got to. Um, I think if, if Man United get this move right, I think Anthony could go on to be a real star in the Premier League. Of course, the issue, the issue, uh, and, and again, something that's not being spoken about, is um, what does that mean for the players that, that are already at United? Because United, United played a fortune last year for Jordan Sancho, uh, sorry, Jaden Sancho, plays in the same position. As, no, as, uh, as Sancho, Sancho plays on the left for United. He, but he, he he prefers to play on the right, Graham. No, I think, he I think he switched over. That's what, that's what was the thing. The sign up play right, but he wanted to play left. So I think it'll work out well, Craig. I think it'll allow Rashford down the middle. I think Anthony and, and Sancho side with the Langer's backup. I think it's quite a... And as long as Ronaldo stays, which we now think he will, yeah. um, it's a very promising front four. I, just, I, think, I think it could be... I think it could be... If they, if they get Anthony in, uh, I think that would be... That would be really exciting. And when, and when you've got players like that, Anthony and Sancho, they can swap sides. They can play they're both good enough to play the side, aren't they? Not, not to yeah. stick to They're not like... No, but just, no, 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 Graham. Anthony, Anthony is much better on the right coming inside than his left foot, oh, like a Salah, oh, yeah, like yeah, a Maris. That's that's what he's best at. And I think if you stick him on the left, you lose that from his game. Um, but but to me, I think Sancho is. I think Sancho was much, but he 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 ended the season quite well. And as you say, he was much better on the other side when he did switch there. So I think the will fit in quite nicely. It's just how the rest of that United team works out, Craig. It seems that um, De Jong will fill the um, the the quarterback role at the base. I think that's what he's being told where he'll play. It's interesting. I, I find it interesting, Craig. We know that they're in Ferguson and Van der Beek. Um, Fernandez, where do you, where do you see Bruno Fernandez fitting at United? Does he have to play that slightly deeper midfield role where he can play? Obviously, no, no, I don't. I, I think I think he, he he can only play as a number ten, Graham. So I I I, th- I think I think United will play four two three one, um, which you've got your two wide players. You've got. Uh, Fernandez playing as the as the ten. You've got one up front, which will be Ronaldo, um, and then you've got the, the the two holding midfield players. So one will be De Jong playing that that well if they get him in playing that quarterback role, and someone alongside alongside him. Who that will be? I, I don't. Will it, will it be Van, well, Van der Beek? I think yeah, Van der Beek. I, I, I'm not sure they'll. I'm I'm not sure they'll play a ten. But we'll see. We don't. We don't even know he's, he might play back. We don't know. That's the that's the the beauty of, Chelsea, of United and Chelsea. We don't know what system he's going to play at, Craig. If he brings Martinez in, the Sandro Martinez. Is he going for a back three? Yeah, but um, I can't see that either because well, he could. You he could play a back three, but then they they don't have wing backs, so it's it's. You know, he's got no one that can play that right wing well, back. Well, yeah, well, yeah, it's the right wing back was the issue, but it, what happens if uh, obviously they've been linked after Sergio Des Malachi, the the young Dutch wing back coming in, very good player. So uh, I, we'll have to say it's an interesting window for you. Well, Graeme, if, you, if, you, if you've got Bruno Fernandez, you've paid all that money for him, and, and let's not forget when the, and the contract as well. Yeah, but Ten Hag didn't pay that for him. Did he? No, but the football club did. So why why would the recruiting manager that's not going to play him in his best position? He's got to play as a ten, otherwise there's no point in playing him. He could I'll tell you where he did, 
I'd say what he did play towards the end of the season, he played it a lot, um, not necessarily that well, but he did play as a false nine, which uh, may be something they look to. No, I don't, I don't want what's the point in keeping Ronaldo if you're going to play Bruno. You've got one of the best goal scorers in the world in Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, but there's a lot, a lot of games to come, Craig, and to see where they play. But I will, pre-season will tell us a lot, though, Craig. We'll, it will. We'll, we'll hear it will. from camps and we'll see. Um, but I, I do have a, I do have a feeling that Fernandez may be the odd man out there. But we'll see. We'll see. It's only, yeah. it's only a suspicion of mine. But we'll see how pre-season goes. On to another um, Brazilian. I, I'd like to touch on just one guy to look out for, everyone. You'll hear this name coming up. Glelson, Glelson Bremer, Bremer, sorry, is a centre half, a Brazilian centre half, currently at Torino. I say currently because he's going to turn out for Italy, Craig. One of the best centre halves in Serie A, and for some reason, um, he's not involved with the Brazil national team. So he's about to pledge his, um, pledge himself to Italy going forward. But watch out on him. He's he's in, he's been looked at by a lot of clubs. It's one for the listeners. Glelson Bremer, keeping out him. It's an outstanding centre half. Um, and just to continue the Brazilian flavour. But we're going to finish today. What better player, what better Brazilian, the most famous Brazilian player in the world at the moment, Craig? We're going to finish on Neymar. Very interesting situation here, Craig. Um, a lot of reports coming from France. And from, you know, when I say reports from France, I'm not meaning little blogs. I'm talking about L'Equipe in Parisian here. And you know, when they run stories about PSG, someone, in a, someone up high has told them this story, that they're open to letting him go. And obviously, as we know, Craig, it's one, it's one thing being open to letting someone go. It's a lot easier moving them on. And especially with Neymar, one of the highest paid players in the world, if not the Craig still, possibly. He's just, his contract's been extended to 2027 due to a clause in his current deal. And, and from what we're hearing from France, Craig, he's been offered around to what well, we discussed off air, Craig. There's only six or seven teams in the world who could afford him anyway. Yeah. I, I've been told that the Qatari... The, the owners are real at the very top, don't want to let him go before the World Cup, whilst the football management of PSG are open to it. Um, do you think this is a, I think, Greg, this is the start of, of quite a bit of a saga this summer. I think he'll stay, but I think we're going to be reading quite a lot about Neymar this summer. Greg, I think Neymar, if he does leave, will leave in January rather than now. Um, there's, there's no way, no way um, that the Qataris would want one of the star players in the world to leave their club in World Cup year when the World Cup is in Qatar. That, 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 yeah. that hasn't got to do with Brazil, is it? It's not, yeah, it's not, it's not to do with Brazil, is it, Craig? It's to do with work, the PR for Qatar, isn't it? 100%. It's, 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 all, it's all about... Listen, we, we, we spoke about this at the end of last season, Graham. It's, it's no, it's no um, mystery or, or, or surprise why PSG are interested in signing Cristiano Ronaldo. They'd love nothing more and it's not going to happen as we understand it, uh, but we, they'd love nothing more than having uh, Neymar, Messi and Ronaldo turning out for PSG in, in the year uh, that's World Cup. And it's all about PR for, for Qatar. And, and look, if, if, if that's what they're doing, then, then fair enough. I, you know, it's a, it's a strategy. It's a, it's a marketing strategy uh, and it's a commercial strategy. So I, he won't leave Grim. Uh, Neymar, Neymar won't leave. Incredibly though, he, he, he's 30 now, Grim. You know that that I used to look at Neymar and remember the the eighteen year old at Santos. Can you remember that time when he broke through at Santos and West Ham bid twenty million for him, Graham? Because they're going to sign the next superstar. And obviously, he went to he went to Barcelona. Um, but I, I just can't get my head around that Neymar's thirty. Um, it's he's been at PSG what for now, Graham? Five years? 
It's interesting. I think I think what makes it interesting, Craig, is and we we'll we'll talk about the, the clubs who can sign him in terms of financially, Craig. We know buying if they wanted to could, could probably do it. We know PSG, obviously he's already there. But two the two Spanish clubs in theory, Real Madrid and Barca. And then in England, you've got City, Chelsea, um, United. I guess Liverpool could do it if they really wanted to, and Newcastle United. Yeah. I think the two teams who we are going to see linked and the two teams who could do it will be um, Chelsea and Newcastle, Craig. They're the ones who will imagine we'll see popping up in the next few weeks. And um, <laughs> we'll, 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 see, we'll see, Craig, isn't it? It's obviously a lot on the player if the player really wanted to, but um, it, it, it depends. And we are at PSG, there's a current change of the guard, isn't there, Craig? We know Louis Campos has gone in there now, strictly speaking, financial advisor, but he's de facto sporting director. Now Leonardo yeah. has left. And the new manager's coming in. Christophe Galtier will be confirmed imminently as Pochettino's departure is confirmed. So it'll be interesting. A lot changing at PSG, but as you said, I agree with you. I, I think we'll see a lot on it, but it's it's very hard to see it happening. Yeah, I I, I agree, Graham. I, I I just don't think it. I, I think he could go in January. I think we watch after after the World Cup, we can watch this space and maybe Neymar served his purpose and PSG will go in a different direction. Yeah, and uh, we'll see what Tom Bowley does. But hey, we're Graham, barely around. I wouldn't rule anything out in this window the way he is. <laughs> He's no, listen. In, in in our Brazilian special, I've got a little little bit of a quiz for you. Okay, who? Which Brazilian player? has made the most appearances in the English Premier League? Um, I would go for, if not Fernandinho, Gilberto Silva? No. Lucas Lever, 247. Ah, similar. So, holding midfielder. I was thinking the yeah. holding midfielder thing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone with Lucas if I'd Listen, said that. Listen, in, in, the, in the top five, Graham, we've got Hilario Gomez. Remember the 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 Watford oh, and Tottenham wow. goalkeeper? Yeah. So that in in first since Lucas, second is Willian, third Fernandinho, uh, fourth uh, Gomez, and fifth David Luiz. So my next I question Gil, Gil, for I you: Gilberto Silva would have been in the top five. Not in there. Not in there. Next question for you: Top goal scoring Brazilian in the history of the Premier League. Ooh, I'm I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a clue. He's one of the most underrated players in the Premier League and does not get anywhere near the credit or respect that he deserves. Well, you, it's like you're describing Juninho, but it can't be him. No. Nope. Um, who am I thinking? Brazilian strikers. Yeah. He, he, not, he, there's he, not many. There's I'll, not I'll, many. Give, I'll give you a clue. The other two in the trio get far more credit than he does. Oh, Roberto Firmino? Roberto Firmino, ah, fifty-six yeah, goals. Wow, well done to him. Yeah, he's been. Yeah. yeah, he's been linked with a few moves again today as part of the press. Oh, Roberto, we didn't touch him because there isn't too much. We don't expect him to leave. But, no, uh, I don't expect him to leave at all. So he he come the top five goal scorers. Firmino fifty-six, Coutinho forty-one, Gabriel Jesus thirty-seven. So he could he could go on and surpass uh, Firmino. Uh, Willigan thirty-three, Juninho twenty-nine. Nice. So, Graham, top assists. Who's who's had the most assists in the history of the Premier League? Brazilian oh, players. You're pushing me now. Coutinho. Philip Coutinho, spot on, on the money, 35. Followed by Firmino, 34. Willian, 31. Oscar, 29. 
and Juninho, 18. Now, the Juninho numbers in terms of assists and goals uh, fade into insignificance uh, in terms of the games he's played. So it, 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 those numbers, if you do it per game, Juninho's right up there, mate. Absolutely right up there. My final Brazilian question for you um, is, who was the first Brazilian to play in the Premier League? Oh, in the Premier League. Yeah. In 1995. And I watched him play at the Riverside Stadium for his club, Coventry City. Mm. I think he had two seasons at Coventry. It was before. Te- technical player, yeah. number yeah. 10. Number 10. Oh, no, Scored no. a couple of goals. No. Go on. He came out there, I think he was about 30, 32, 33 when he came in. Azayas. Remember Azayas? Lovely I, quality football um, player. I, remember, I think I remember. Not, not massive. Both Gorty Beard. Yeah, Gorty Beard. Was he the first, was he? He was the first Brazilian to play in the English Premier League. Not the first Brazilian I saw. We, the first Brazilian I saw, obviously, you'll know, Craig, was uh, Newcastle's Mirandinha. Mirandinha played in yeah. the English. Uh, did, he play in the, did he play in the top flight, Graham, or did he sign in the second tier? I saw him play against Middlesbrough. I saw him play against um, Middlesbrough. I imagine that was second tier, was it, probably? Before yeah, well, Ke- it's it's before Keegan, wasn't it? I, I, think, I think they actually signed him in the top tier, got relegated and had him in the second tier. Any Geordie fans out there, please correct us. But I, I, I believe, Graham, that he cost around a million pounds. Mm. I think Newcastle paid around a million pounds for him. Got the, the fame number 10 shirt and, yeah, he was decidedly average, wasn't he? Talking to Newcastle and Brazilians, Craig, the man who I think next season will prove, him, will, will, will prove ah. himself as the best Brazilian in the Premier League, Craig, and I think he will. I think Bruno will emerge as one of the best midfielders in, in Europe and be the best Brazilian in the Premier League next season. Graham, we, we listen. We we're doing a bit of a Brazilian special. We can't get away without talking about Bro Gimaresh, who is top draw, top mm. class. He is the real deal. Um, I think there'll be a host of other Premier League clubs kicking themselves yeah. that they didn't take advantage and sign him in January. Uh, he came from around a figure of around forty-five million pounds, Graham, uh, which looks the absolute bargain of the of the decade. Um, and he was certainly. Newcastle United's best player. And the more I watched him, he was the real deal. And, um, you know, Grim, he, he came in his reputation and he played in Lyon as, as like a holding player, a uh, deep, deep line playmaker. Newcastle, he's played in a more advanced role and he has been sensational. He, he is certainly one to keep an eye on next season. Um, and want to see where uh, Grim. I could see him playing for Man City. I could see him playing for Real Madrid. You know, you, you, com- you compare him. So there's a comparison. Calvin Phillips going to to Man City for forty five million. If you compared him to Bruno Guimaraes, who's best in your opinion? Yeah, I still think different players though. I do think I think that I think Newcastle obviously were in Phillips. I think if they'd got a hit Phillips next to Bruno, that would have been very special as well. But obviously when Man City come calling, it, it's tough. I think it's it's gonna be I tell you what, that's gonna be a fascinating one for me, Craig. Who did Newcastle bring in to play alongside him? Because I think they will bring someone in and that's a huge signing for them. If it brings someone in of equal quality, they could they could really push up towards the top end of the table. Yeah, and whilst we're on the subject of Brazilians, we've got, we've got to mention the much maligned, but who had a brilliant second half of the season, Joel Eaton, or Joel Linton at uh, mm. at Newcastle, who went from being a, a striker or a wide attacker to being a central midfield player, and I thought he was actually excellent alongside Bruno Guimaraes in the heart of that midfield, uh, and for, he became the holding player in midfield, Graham. 
and and Gimresh became the the kind of box to box. No, one. no, Jolinton was on the he, he was on the left of a three. Martin not with John John Joe Shelby played excellent towards the end not, of I, season. I, I thought I thought where he played, I watched him play as a holding midfield player on a number of occasions and thought he was outstanding. He was good. I thought in, in mass improvement on what he was, but yeah, um, I still going forward, he won't be part of Eddie's house starting eleven. I don't I think, think he will. But, Grim, I, 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 well, I'll challenge you. I'll challenge you on that. I think he'll be one of the first names on the team sheet next season. Yes, but I'm talking about Eddie Howe, as in getting Newcastle top four. So in two years' time, Joe Linton won't be around. Yeah, but I think, I think you're dreaming about Newcastle top four, Graham. You, 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 you no, I, I, just, I just said Newcastle top four two or three years in the future. No, you said two years. Newcastle will, will not be in the top four in the next two 2024. years. 2024. I, I think they'll be in contention in 2024. I'm not sure. I, I, obviously, it depends how we do. The signs have been very good. But 2024, yeah, I'll give them two years to be in contention for the top four. But we'll see. There's a lot. Of, it's going to be fascinating. To create a lot of teams trying to get up there. Leicester are trying to get back up there. West Ham, Arsenal. Top. You can list about eight teams, can't you, who are going to be trying to get there. So it's going to be re- the Premier League is going to get even better, if anything. Well, look, who, who were outside of the top four last year that, you know, United, United, Arsenal, and West Ham. Um, and Leicester, they're, they're the they're the four, aren't they? Um, it'll be to see what what Leicester do. West Ham, West Ham, did they finish fifth last season? Sorry, the season before, but then dropped down to seventh. So that's a that's a drop down for them. No, they finished sixth. Sorry, they finished sixth in two thousand and twenty two, twenty three. Um, no, excuse me, two thousand and twenty twenty one, twenty one, twenty two. They finished in seventh. So that was a, that was a drop down of one position for. For West Ham United, uh, Leicester obviously had a an indifferent season last year. They'll hope to to, to go again this this coming season. And, and like you rightly say, Newcastle over the next couple of years will be will be trying to strengthen. The most disappointing team in terms of the budget for me last year, Graham, were Aston Villa uh, with the money they spent, the players they brought in. They finished a really disappointing fourteenth. Um, so they'll yeah, be. But that, you know, that wasn't Gerard. So I think Gerard, Gerard no. should, will be. They'll be judged on this team. They've made some very exciting signs, and they're still yeah, they not finished yet. Yeah. Uh, we'll sign off, Craig. We'll wish uh, by wishing England under 19s all the very best in their finals of the Euro Euro under 19 Championship, where they will place face Israel in the final, Craig. So um, a huge good luck to them. Um, let's hope they can bring um, England up England another trophy ahead of the World Cup. Yeah, so one of one of my favourite players that I watched last year be playing Graham uh, Callum Doyle, young left sided centre. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, you know, yeah. Zunlon at Sunderland from Man City. Uh, I, I I think he's outstanding. I, I'd put him him and Levi Colwell on the on the same level in terms of up and coming left sided uh, English central defenders. Okay, good luck. But good luck. To good them. luck, boys. Good so luck, England. We'll, uh, catch you next week. Cheers, Graham. Cheers, guys.